hard work every day Not an easy mom, got no time to play Always on the go, you stuck on the flow But it's time for the show Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your Not For Lazy Moms podcast The best podcast in the world Until you meet our next guest But what's up, Allie? What's going on? You know, today I decided a little red lipstick to just wake me up because the coffee's not doing it. So I'm here. I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> look, I had to do a double take at Chris. He sat down. I was like, dang, you look good. He got a haircut, no. haircut yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> he over here looking a little scrumptious and edible. Right now. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And I love that he's been smiling, you know, the new year, the new year has been some, some happiness and all that good stuff. So I am, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. I'm going to act like I wasn't up until 5 a.m. Packing Mila Eve essential orders and got like three hours of sleep. I'm just act like that didn't happen. <laughs> you would never know. Seriously, you look incredible. You would never know. I would be a hot mess if I was up until 5 a.m. Oh, thank you. But I look, I'm loving the red lip. You look really good. Hair all fluffed out and stuff. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Listen, this is probably the perfect episode type topic today because we are talking about being more than a mom and more than an ex. So we have a special guest, but before I pop her up on the screen, I want to give you an overview of what we're going to discuss today. So we're going to answer a few questions, but how often do we find ourselves being frustrated because we're being defined by a moment, a person, or simply being just a mom or dad? The true nature of who we are and what we represent is overshadowed. And you get to the point where you no longer want to take the back seat anymore. How do you set yourself apart from the title that you're given by others? We're far more capable of doing it all and accomplishing so many goals. So why are we summed up with an apostrophe and an S? Chris Samuel's wife, Sam's mom, or the newly referred to as Monique's husband. <laughs> <laughs> So look, I'm going to introduce our next guest. Her name is Tori Hart. She's a comedian and she is hella funny. What's going on, Tori? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, so, thank you so much for being on today. Look, before we get into it, I need to like brag on you for a little bit. Not only is Tori a mother of two beautiful teenagers, she's an accomplished mompreneur. She's the author of the best-selling keto recipe book. She's a comedian who literally sells out every show on tour. She has a movie production company. Y'all just produced the movie and you starred in it. And it has Hollywood likes of Harry Lennox of The Blacklist and The Matrix. She is doing things. She's entered the podcasting world with her podcast, Breaking Through with Tori. I'm just like, you're doing it all. But with all that being said, she is sick of being referred to as Kevin Hart's ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tori. Tori Hart. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now, we've had conversations. And first of all, you're, you're hilarious. And I love talking to you. And I love that you are literally what we stand for at Not For Lazy Moms, which is we want it all, we do it all. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I want you to tell us more about your projects you've been working on, and we'll get into the deep discussion of just juggling everything that you're dealing with. But I want to know more about your recipe book, your comedy tours, all of that. Give it to us. Okay. Well, the, the recipe book is called Skinny Bish Keto, 
And you know what? Can I grab it really quick? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I wasn't even, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> right over here. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's actually, it's a, it's an ebook, but I got a few copies for myself. So this is it right here. It's called Skinny yes. Fish Keto and it's, it's 25 easy peasy recipes. And I started the book because I had gained some weight and I could not lose the weight. I tried every diet. You look at my pantry is you would think that I have a, a diet store in my pantry because that's how many wow. diets and, and cleanses and weight loss, whatever is in there. So I finally stumbled across uh, the keto diet and that's how I came up with the recipe book. And I started like doing a lot of um, videos online and so many people was like, what's that recipe, Tori? Let me see that. And then the weight started falling off. So that's how I came up with skinny bish keto. And um, I just it's, it's fun. I love it. So that's where that came from. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm so and sorry. Ahead, quick, before you move on, did you work out while you was doing this, the, the keto diet plan or whatever? I did. I did. I um I do. I run almost every morning. I live in the mountains, so I'm always running. I try to get in at least like two miles a day. Wow. And it's really hilly. So it's actually, I would say, equivalent to about four miles a day, if you, you know, because it's it's tough. It's really, really tough. But I love it. It's like my therapy. It's when I'm running, I, I hear clearly from God. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I, I put my worship music in and I just keep pushing forward. So that's what I did when I was doing um, the keto when it's all started coming. I definitely did exercise and I, I lifted a little bit of weights, not too many because I'll bulk up. So mainly um, running and cardio. Okay. okay. Yeah. I do want to say, Tori. First off, you look fantastic. I follow you on Instagram, and I oh, love you post your, you. yeah. I love that you post your runs. It like motivates me because as much as we all have going on as moms, parents, mm -hmm. general, like you always manage to get in right, like any sort of run, and that, right. that's very motivating. I do want to touch on the keto real quick before you okay. kind of move on from that. For for those listening, can you just explain because keto is actually very manageable if you are you know, juggling the kids and, and mm -hmm. your business and everything. Keto is, is pretty manageable. Isn't that right? Yeah, it actually is. This, this is why I loved it because it I wasn't starving. You know, most diets, it feels like you, you have to starve yourself and you just, it's, it's not, um, it's not conducive to a lifestyle, at least not for me. Um, so keto is a high fat, very, very low carb diet. Um, if you're a sugar lover, then it's probably not for you because you can't have any sugar. You know, that's when your your body, you really want to eat a lot of fats because what happens is, is you remove the carbs out of your diet and then your body starts to live off of the fat. So that's when it, it starts going into fat burning mode, which is called ketosis. And when you get into ketosis, that's when the weight just, it starts to fall off. I mean, you know, if you're really strict and you stick with it, you'll see a change in about a week and a half to where it's like, okay, I can live with this. I can do this. And, you know, and even if you're a vegetarian, because I know there's a lot of people who are vegetarians now, I mean, it's good for that, too, because you don't necessarily have to have the meat, but you can have the other um, vegetables. You can cook it in uh, coconut oil, olive oil. You know, coconut oil is a high fat oil. So it's I used a lot of coconut oil in my recipes. Um, you can eat cheese. You mm -hmm. can uh, dairy if that's what you like. So it actually it, it worked for me because I love cheese. So um, keto was <laughs> perfect diet for me. <laughs> and lately I haven't been eating meat. I've been cleansing for the last two and a half weeks. 
So I've also been coming up with more vegetarian recipes to where it's, it's making me more creative. So even if you don't eat meat, you can still have the fat and just um, put it with um, with vegetables. So it's, it's definitely it's a great diet. I love That's it. Awesome too. Yeah, we we start we stopped eating meat around the time quarantine started. Okay. And, um, I was doing really really good with it. I still am. I'm I've not eaten meat, but I'm I I need like the opposite. I need to gain some weight back. Okay. I've been um, just like overworking and stress and everything okay. else. I've definitely dropped below my normal weight by like four pounds, which is a lot for me. Okay. So, um. So I like the fact that you also have high fat. For uh, for the because I it will work in in the way I need it to work using right. that as well because I I need some more fat. <laughs> right. I'm like well, I you know that. I'll I'll be honest I don't know the reverse effect like I'm not sure about that I wish I had that problem you had. Um, Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that problem. My problem is okay. I gotta lose. So but um I mean I'll now now you got my mind like turning and like okay I need to think about some things like that because I've been hearing lately a lot of people who are struggling to put weight on and I'm yeah. like I have never I wish I had that type of problem because I always have to struggle to keep it off so it, it's really it's really a gift and a curse because right. my issue the way my body's built mm -hmm. my metabolism is extremely high so okay. in order for me to maintain my weight, I have to eat every two hours. Wow. Like okay. my kids are the same way. Like we're big snackers and we do healthy snacks, which is fine. But what happens is when I start having to do like a bunch of different projects, like all mm -hmm. the same time and I'm running non, 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 nonstop, my husband will make sure I have breakfast, lunch and dinner, but I'm not getting those meals in between. Like I normally right. when I'm not busy. So then the weight just drops it's because my body is craving to be fed. So right. when you have a really high metabolism, it, it sucks because you're, well, I won't say it sucks, but the challenge is you feel like you're starving all the time. So wow. I have okay. to constantly eat. I have to constantly like people in high school, when I was growing up, they used to make fun of me for always being the snack lady. Not make fun, but they would just like, no, if people were hungry, they knew to come to Monique for some snacks. Right. I, but but they didn't realize I had to. I had to keep snacks on me. Apple, banana, whatever. I had to constantly eat. My teachers understood. And I was probably the only one in class who they would allow to eat while we were in class. It was just like, I would feel like super weak. And it's not right. that I'm not anemic. I've never been anemic, not even during my pregnancies. Like my mom would take me to the doctor and just make sure. And they're like, no, she just has a really extremely high metabolism. Right. And yeah. So I, what I need to do is just start working out more, building up that muscle weight mm -hmm. and make sure that I'm eating properly and, and not just chasing after the kids or chasing after Chris or he chasing after me, rather. Uh <laughs> well, I, I, I was just thinking in my head, maybe you need to start eating meat again. Yeah, you might, you might, because my daughter, she, she's, a, she's um small too. <laughs> wait, was he okay? Wait, he I, was, uh, <laughs> I cannot. I I cannot. Me. <laughs> you got to keep it spicy. I'm her. <laughs> I'm talking about the meat. I just have to get that in. I've been dying to get that off for like two Leave it to Chris. <laughs> Leave it to Chris. No, but I will. I started doing this. Uh, it's a all. Um, it's like a vegan protein. 
Okay. Mix and I put it into almond milk. So now I'm doing that whenever I don't have time to grab a quick snack. At least I have that sitting there and I can sip on that. Okay. So I'm trying to incorporate, you know, ways to, to fix it. But that would be awesome, Tori, if you could create almost like a guide for people who are right. trying to have the opposite effect and have a whole recipe book for that. Because I would, I would, I'm going to buy the one you have now for Chris. Yeah, but when that, that, when your next book comes out, I'm speaking into existence. I'm going to buy that one as well for myself. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something I'm going to look into because my daughter, she's tiny too. And we both, one time we decided we were going to, you know, go vegetarian and that lasted a month. But, um, you know, she lost so much weight just in that month. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I was like, well, I mean, you lost all of this. I didn't, I mean, I probably lost a pound or two at that, but I mean, my daughter, she dropped really, really fast. So I know for her, her body type vegetarian is not good for her. Okay. So it's making me, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of research I'd have to do get with like nutritionists and stuff like that too, because I definitely, um, when I did this one, I talked to a few health and wellness doctors too, that, that helped me, you know, as far as like, cause some people can, you know, get sick or, you know, diabetic. I had to look out for mm -hmm. that. A lot of different things when doing this, cause I don't want nobody coming back trying to tell me they did this book and you know, they had some issues. So right. Definitely something I'm going to look into, though. Yes, we love a research queen. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I know you have you, you have beautiful children. Heaven, who is 15, and Hendrix. Mm -hmm. And yes, Hendrix is 13. And he's 13. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I want. I know we're like jumping over because I do want to talk about your other projects as well. But I just want to know what is it like being a mom to teens? I am so nervous. Girl, I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, you know, they teenagers are weird. They just, you know, they 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 want something totally different. They, I, I don't know. They, you know, they're. I mean, they they hide out for a week. You know, they, it's like they come out of their room. They like it's like they vampires. I don't know. My my son, he. He sleeps all day and is up all night, and you know, and I can't. I can't be mad at them because I was the same way. Like I was, I was pretty much always a night owl. And, yeah. but the difference with me is, is I still got my work done. I still was <laughs> able to like get, you know, have three, four hours of sleep and still push through. But my son, he wants to sleep all day. My daughter, she's just one minute, you know, she's, we're talking and we're having a good time. And then the next minute I'm like, okay, who is this kid? Like, what is it? But I, you know, I, I look back to how I was as a teenager and what I did to my parents, they're not doing half of what I did. So I'm okay with their behavior as teens. Like, you know, but teens is, it's like a roller coaster is one minute you love them. The next minute you want to wring their neck. You don't know what you want to do. But from what I understand and talking to the other parents who have teenagers, it's pretty normal. So, you know, it's just, they test you though. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, they, they test your faith. They test <laughs> my kids got me, you know, calling out to God, like, God, okay, listen, something's about to go down. You better get these kids. And I'll tell you that much. Your faith will be tested when it comes to teenagers. Oh but it's also God. fun because they teach you. I mean, my daughter, she, you know, she, 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 the other day we're having a conversation and she's like, I just want you to know I'm not anti-vac mom. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not anti-vac? She's like, I'm not against vaccines or nothing like that, but I'm just, you know, because there's a lot of my friends, they anti-vac. They certainly not doing the vaccines. And I'm like, girl, first of all, you're still a minor. So I'm going to let you know if you're anti-vac or not. 
you know, she's just, she's, she's so ahead of her time. I'm like, I just looking at her, like I was not looking at documentaries at this age and studying and, and the things that she wants to talk about. I'm like, I was so different. So it's crazy to watch her versus how I was as a teen. So you'll also get to, you know, see like, well, if you have one kid that's just like you and then one that's completely different, it's like, well, where did this kid come from? But it's so fun. <laughs> right. I'm hoping that his, you know, Chris was like, I mean, he was a virgin until he was 18. Not to I, I, just, wow. Actually, I can't really say that's factual. We'll talk about that later. Oh, well, yeah. well, my <laughs> is not included. That doesn't count. All right. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But anyway, Chris is a late bloomer. So whatever, okay. whatever that age was, he's a late bloomer. And I'm just like, I'm hoping that that will mellow out my kids because I was just a little fast behind and I was off the chain when I was in high school. So right. I'm nervous because, you know, I'm being real. Like, I was. Anybody who knew me from growing up, I had all the mouth in the world. I was like, you know, popping you know off with everybody. But you know what, Monique? Like, so did I. And I think there's a difference between like, the girl teens and the boy teens. Like I'm thankful that I have two boys. I always wanted a girl, but now I'm like, I remember how I was as a teenager. Like girls are just, they're a lot. (laughs) And my daughter, here's another thing that bugs me. I love that she's such an individual, but it's like people, like if I post a nice picture of myself, hair done, new outfit, you know, looking, you don't dress your kid, do your daughter's hair. And I'm like, I try y'all. She don't want to do nothing. She don't want to change. She don't want to, she wants to wear the same dirty chucks. 10, 10. I mean, since I mean, it's like heaven. Do you want to get some new sneeze? No mom. I want to wear these. I'm like, you know, but I'm like, but it makes it look like I'm a bad mom. And it's like, no, I'm not y'all try. I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm trying to, you know, get her to change her style just a little bit, but then it's also like, but I want her to be an individual. So let me let her, she's, She's kind of into grunge. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, do, I mean, growing up, I was, I had to have designer this, designer that, I, and, you know, look a certain way. And she's not like that. Thank God for my pockets. But <laughs> also I'm like, okay, but if you like grunge, let's style it better, sweetie. Let's at least like make it like a hip grunge. And she's like, no, I kind of like looking this way. I kind of like the dingy look. What's so, you know. What's What's grunge? Grunge is like she wears big oversized sweatshirts and then she her chucks, the sole of her chucks, you'll see that you can see her foot seeping through. It's like, but she's like, they're comfortable. Okay. I, where's my comfortable sneakers? I'm like, we could get you another pair of comfortable sneakers. Yeah. You know, so she prime example, we went kayaking. We're in Long Beach. Um, I'm sorry, Laguna, Laguna Beach. This girl wants to keep the price tag on her hat that we wore out it was like a straw hat and she's like no this is style mom i'm gonna keep the price tag on it so <laughs> at this point i'm like i think she just does things to get under my skin I'm like, there's no way this is style heaven leaving a price tag on a hat come on that's <laughs> that is hilarious. That's, it's not even it's like 7.99 girl that's yeah, that that, is if, hilarious. if it was 700 dollars, i can see but but you you know what's funny? I um I get that as well on social media because people complain that I post about my parrot too much and not my kids. And I had to explain to somebody, I said, listen, my kids are not little babies anymore who'll just they have no choice but to sit there and I take pictures. Right. Of them. Now that they're 
older, I mean, they're only seven and five, and then my youngest is two. The older they get, they don't want to take pictures like that all the right. time. Like, mm -hmm. it's a moment if they're like, Mommy, let's do a video, or Mommy, let's take a picture. I don't want to force it on them. So, right. people, pe there are people out there who understand what you're going through, mm -hmm. and we not to judge because. You do. I love what you're doing. You're letting her embrace who she is. You're yeah. letting her go through all her phases. And she'll have something to look back on and say, dang, I probably did look crazy, but I'm glad my mom let me go so crazy. <laughs> I bet you can't wait till she grow out of that phase, though. <laughs> Listen, well, she finally, she wanted to uh, wear her hair natural, and I was all for it. So she, um, you know, I was trying to find, but, but she didn't know how to maintain it. So mm. she finally let me take her to somebody to help her maintain it. But she... I finally admitted about four weeks ago, like, okay, yeah, I was looking crazy, mom. You tried to tell me, and I just, why did you let me do that? And I said, because I just let you go. Like, I told you, first of all, I said you should have never cut your hair because she wanted to cut it. So I tried to tell you not to cut it. And she's like, I'm ready. I can cut it. And she cut it, and she looks back on that now like, okay, I shouldn't have did that. But, you know, I'm just like, yeah, you, you learn. It's hair. It'll grow back. No biggie. But, you know, it's she's strong-willed. So I'm also excited that I have a daughter who's strong-willed and she's a leader. But I'm just like, we just got to, you know, just let's just, you know, put it, make it a little prettier with, with how we doing it. Because we're just, you're looking a little rough. Just a little bit. I love it. It's like people probably have never seen this side of you because you're like a soccer mom. <laughs> oh my God. And I really am a soccer mom. I mean, she's, I've been a soccer mom, but my, my son, he used to play, he stopped playing, but he got my daughter into soccer and my daughter, she's in the 10th grade now and she's been playing since she was in second grade. So yeah, I'm, I'm the mom, I'm the crazy mom that's cheering and loud and you know, the other people and they go to private school. So you know, the, 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 and they so bougie, them private school. I can't stand them because they be looking like, and I'm like, look, I'm from Philly, okay? We, I, I get hype, okay? If you can't take it, I'm sorry, but I'm a chair and root my daughter on, you know? And she she likes it. She's like, okay, mom, you, you going to be there today rooting us on? And, you know, the other kids, they like, Miss Tori, thank you, you know? So, because their parents are real, like, I'm like, how can y'all be at a soccer game and, like, just sitting there, like, you know, Chris, I know you, your, your parents, I don't know if your parents was hyped, you know, at your football games, but you know, you, you, you need that energy. You don't want them being all like, oh my God, good job. Yeah, well, <laughs> my mom was very conservative Christian lady. So she, okay. would, when she could make it, she worked a lot. She would be on point and just clap her hands a little bit. But my daddy, good Lord. <laughs> screaming, yelling, hollering. And then when it's like if my brother was at the free throw line and everything is quiet and he's about to shoot, my dad would just scream out, Dexter, Dexter, let's do something now. I mean, <laughs> so that was a whole nother animal there. It, it, he right. up at the game and screaming and yelling and going off on us and everything else. I'm sorry. I'm over here. No, first of all, Chris's dad is hilarious yes. and whenever, whenever they tell me old stories about his dad it literally brings me in tears because he is so funny they it reminds me of when he had that the, the cb all right i'm gonna tell this real quick because it's your show now you guess, but, so my daddy my mama went to a yard sale i grew up in mobile alabama she went to a yard sale and she brought back a cb like the truck drivers have right and yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So, so my daddy put it in his van, but you know, back then you only had so many channels on TVs and stuff like that. So literally he would be in the neighborhood on the CB and it would break into the little TVs at everybody's house. Breaker, breaker, 44, 44, 44, 44. Party animal, party animal. 
Obama would tell us, run out there and tell your dad he's in the TV system again. It was so embarrassing. But this one, this one was the worst one. When we were in elementary school, you know how they have like the intercom system where they would, you know, talk to everybody in the afternoon announcements. Right. And literally he would sit in the parking lot and just wait on us to get out of school to take us home for about 15 minutes before school lets out. And then an afternoon announcement comes on. And he would break into that system. <laughs> sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah, I'm here to pick these 44s up. 44s, I guess, was cold word for kids. Okay? okay. And literally, me and my brother would sink in our chairs. We knew who it was. And the, the teachers was like, what is that noise? What is that noise? Finally, the kids figured out who what it was. And it was our dad. My brother said one day that the teacher said, what is that noise keep getting in the system? And everybody in the class said, that's Dexter daddy. <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh, no. That's so embarrassing. I, oh I don't ever God. want to hear another CB again. I'm telling you. It was crazy. Oh, but I'm sure he sounded like he was so fun, though. Like, he's just a fun dad. So yeah, he, he, he was funny. Let me say okay. that. <laughs> Oh my God, we call him Big Man. Big Man is hilarious. Like he literally to this day, he cracks me up. Like he mm -hmm. is, I love, I love Chris's dad. He's so, amazing. So I'm like, we're gonna move on. His his code name was Rattlesnake. That was his name. So they used to call me Little Baby Big Snake. Little Baby Big Snake. <laughs> oh my God. That is funny. Look, like I wanna I wanna know how is it being that your kids, I mean, they're they're in the public eye, like they're mm -hmm. In, in Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how is it being a mom and balancing that? It seems like you do it pretty well just from the conversations, balancing that normal life versus what people are expecting from them even in the public eye. Well, you know, it just, it is what it is. Like I, I mean, this is my life, you know, it's our life. So I guess it just feels normal. Um, you know, the, the kids that they go to school with, I mean, they go to school with the Kardashians, they go to school with, with Diddy's kids, they go to school with, um, Cedric, the entertainer's kids. I mean, so it's, it's like, um, LeBron James son and my daughter have several classes together. So when it, when it's kind of the norm, I guess, you know, it doesn't, you just treat it as such, you know, it just so happens that this is the school that. What, for whatever reason, a lot of celebrities go pick this uh, certain school. So that's we that's normal. Uh -oh. um, I, you know, I still give them punishments. I still we still go to the mall. We still go bike riding. We still do normal, you know, every everyday activities. So I, I figured if we like walked around with security or, you know, walked around like, OK, don't touch us. We are above like <laughs> you know, if you if you acted that way, then, yeah, it becomes weird. But when you just, you know, act like it, it act the way it is, then it's just it's normal life for them. And I can speak for me. I can't speak for their dad, but I try not to post them that often, which a lot of people. This is another thing that, you know, bugs me because a lot of people think I don't even have custody of my kids. And I'm like, no, I actually have 60 percent custody of my children. You know, yeah. I just choose not to post them as much. You know, it's like you were saying, you post your parent. Mm -hmm. I got my dogs. I got my two cats, you know. My two cats and my dogs, they have to do what I tell them to do. You know, <laughs> my kids do too, but I don't, you know, I don't like forcing them or like, you yeah. know, do this, you know, because then it, it looks forced anyway. 
So yes. I try to give them their privacy and then, you know, put them out there when they're a certain age, if, if they choose to like really want to make social media their thing, then go ahead. You know, my, my daughter, she has social media, but she's private and she wants to stay private, you know, so I don't tag her. I don't do any of that. And my son, you know, same with him. He's, you know, he's like a gamer and he just, he uses social media for gaming, you oh. know, so I just try to respect them and, and treat them as people and not, you know, back in the day, our parents would be like, kids are to be seen, not heard, yeah. you know, and, and I don't believe that. I, I, I like to listen to my children. I like to hear their thoughts and, and I like to treat them with respect, you know, versus just, no, this is what you're going to do. So that's how I keep it pretty normal for them. Wow. I know that's right. 60%. She said, this, this ain't no. Yeah, let me say, let me put it out there. Not 50, 50, but no, 60. Yeah. You know, I, it just, it, it baffles me. Like one girl was like, girl, get off the phone. You don't even have kids. They over there with their stepmom. I'm like, yeah, cause it's their week, but <laughs> definitely. And I'm getting a break, but thank you for letting right. me know that. Um, But I just, cause I don't post sweetie does not mean it's like this, this generation thinks if it's not posted, it ain't happened. Right. So yeah. that's, that's just crazy to me. I'm like, and then I, I had pressure before, like, well, should I post my kids? Cause then, you know, it, it show people that I'm like, no, I, I'm not doing that because then I'm conforming to them. And, and that's mm -hmm. not what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm not gonna feel when that. you're honestly, when you're sitting back and you're really just enjoying yourself, you're not thinking about right. this on social media, right? This second, like you want to just live in those moments and enjoy those moments. So I totally understand you there. That right perfect sense what is it like co-parenting because that in itself to me it just seems like such a job because nor like i i look at myself and chris when we have the kids and we're both in the same home mm -hmm. we're tag teaming you know right. so it's slow it's it's literally like both parents are now single parents like you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you're one-on-one -on -one with your kids your ex is one-on-one -on -one or well you know he has his spouse with the kids and it's like two separate households like how is it with like rules and you know how is it to make sure that um how are you able to make sure that y'all are both i guess providing the same foundation with certain things or or, or do you not and you're just like we just go wow. and you do your thing i do my thing you know we co-parent excellent that's the one thing that we made a decision to do no matter what we go through because we have our moments, you know, like we'll be best friends one day and then the next minute I'm like, you know, I got to put the phone on mute and say what I got to say. So he'll hear none of it, you know, just be right. <laughs> that I've learned to mute, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm growing. So I'm going to just mute this instead of say this. So I get it out, but he never knows it. You know, I just gave it one secret. But everybody who co-parent and you get tired of your ex spouse or whatever, sometimes just mute his ass. Don't let them know what you do. Just mute. Mute button is the greatest invention ever. I love so, it. Yeah. So I've I've learned, you know, and, and everything isn't a battle. You know, I've I've learned to pick and choose my battles. You know, but I I let it be clear what happens on in my household. This is my household. So you're not going to dictate to me how to run my household. Um, we do come together, though, for the sake of the children and keep it peaceful and cordial, because at the end of the day, we both want to have productive citizens in society. So I don't want because of our issues or what we went through to, you know, them to have to deal with that and 
at least we both can agree on that. That's one thing that we both have always agreed on. And are there hiccups? Have there been hiccups? Of course. You know, it's just like, you know, with you two as a couple, there's still going to be hiccups. You may have an opinion on something and he's going to have a different difference of opinion, but you're going to have to come together and do what's best for the child. And that I think is if you've got two parents in the home or even when you're co-parenting, as long as you take that ego out of it and make sure the kids come first, it can work out for sure. Yes. I love that. Were you about to say something, Allie? Yeah. I, you know, I, I so appreciate that. I grew up, um, my parents divorced when I was so young. I don't even mm -hmm. remember when they were married and I'll give my parents credit. Cause I know that how angry my mom was with my dad, how, how much they fought offline with each other. Um, but in front of us, they kept it so cordial. They would, you know, we'd celebrate birthdays where we could both be there. You know, they could both be there together. And, and making it normal for the kids, I feel like, is so is so important. And it it doesn't make it as as toxic as it could be. So mm -hmm. I think that's amazing what you're doing. I really do. Yeah, I mean, and, and kudos to your parents for that because I mean, you know, that's that's they you growing up needed to see that. You know, yeah. no. It's like I come from a two-parent household. My parents are still married, you know, almost 50 years. So for me, I, I never expected to be divorced. But, you know, I also understand, you know, just because we don't work out doesn't mean that my kids should suffer. You know, we still do birthdays together. They're older now. So I the next party will be my daughter's sweet 16 if we even do that because of COVID. But we also, you know, we, we, we throw parties together. We, we, you know, when she goes off to her dance, we'll go to each other's house and still see them off to the dance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really just, like I said, put your ego to the side. Not to mention, one day they may have grandkids or, you know, your kids will have kids. So then you're going to have grandkids. Are you still going to be walking around with a grudge like, oh, I can't stand this person. And then you're in the hospital still me mugging this person after 30 years like yeah. it ain't even that serious like honestly and it's more harmful to your own mental health than it is right. to your person like to live that way you know that all being said because i know we're talking about as well how you don't want to be referred to as kevin hart's ex mm -hmm. i feel like we always get put in these boxes like growing up i was the only Jewish kid in my class or the only kid whose parents were divorced or the only you know i feel like we're always Put in these categories how do you break free from being referred to as kevin hart's ex how did you kind of move forward and and really find yourself and and you know your voice wow well first that's another reason why i'm doing my podcast breaking through with tori because you know and that came to me god gave me that when i was running and it was you know i i feel like there's a glass ceiling sometimes and people don't recognize how creative i am how talented i am because they they still just want to see me as this guy's ex-wife and it's like no you guys me and kevin have done commercials together i was on his tv show i was there before he ever got on stage he was selling sneakers you know what i'm saying so i've been there before that and the the thing is is that he blew up so big it was like okay they can't see that so i'm like but meanwhile i'm i'm pushing forward i have my recipe book i have two films right now that i'm a producer on that are on bet you yeah. know i i just shot another film in atlanta uh super turn i'm actually february i'm back in atlanta shooting a horror film with my your, producer uh, partner you know so it's like, amazing right i'm like i'm, I'm working y'all y'all can see me I'm, I'm nickelodeon i had a tv show on nickelodeon parental discretion i'm like does anybody did anybody see the show i don't know you know co-hosted with tom joiner 
um, always a co-host on that, Dish Nation. So I'm like, I'm working, y'all. I just don't think that uh, you guys want to see me differently. So now I'm going to take the reins and do this podcast, which I know is, is it was God given. It, it just like breaking through and, and I know this is going to be so powerful because it's for people who want to break through. It's also not just for celebrities. It's going to be for, say, if you're a secretary and you're just trying to figure out like, how can I get to the next level? You know, anybody in their field, you know, you want to raise from your boss. How can I break through to get what I want? Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, we have these stories where we did break through or, you know, stories of how we can break through. So I definitely feel like that's um, going to be something that's really big and help a lot of people. And it's passing no judgment. I mean, I'm going to have hosts, um, excuse me, I'm going to have guests from porn stars to evangelists because, you know, in, in my opinion, Porn makes the world go around just like religion. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why we got to judge these people? I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. Somebody's watching it. But yes. they also may need a breakthrough. You know, yes. like they're tired of being looked at as this way, but they have so much more in them or they, they yes. felt like they had to do this in their 20s and they're now living in their 40s and they want to turn their life around. Yeah. You know? so, they want to stop breaking through the vagina and get on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here for it. Right, right. And I just don't, I'm not a person that's going to judge them for what they do. Cause yeah. I don't know what got them to this point. I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, figure it out and have a, a honest conversation with them. So we don't pass that judgment. Yes. No, now, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Now I know you were saying like in the, in the beginning when you and your ex were still together, mm -hmm. um, it, to me, it seems like, you're in a very peculiar situation because he still talks about you when he's on stage. Mm. He's not letting certain, well, I mean, you know, which is great. I was, you know, I mean, I, let's just face it. I'm, I'm very memorable. You know, if you still need to talk about me, I, I get it. But run me my coins, okay? <laughs> right. If you, if you want to use my likeness, okay? Because I am, I'm, you know, I know I'm very funny. I know how we used to, you know, I'm not going to put too much out there, but you know, it's, 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 I, I, I was amused and I get that. And now looking back at it, like before I used to look at it, like, damn, you know, you always talking about me. Like it's been eight years. Can you talk about your new wife and you got, you know, new family talk about them. But as I started looking at it differently, it's like, okay, well, I get it. You know, you still feel the need to talk about me because I'm still entertaining or what have you. But let's just talk about now compensating me properly. Right. And, you know, once we had that conversation, it's all good. You know, because he did say in, in the uh, last special, he's going to get me a Tesla. Because he already knew when he did the jokes. He's like, I ain't run these jokes past my ex-wife. Um, I'm going to have to buy her a Tesla. <laughs> but, no, we're going to need more than a Tesla, Kevin. Okay? <laughs> we're going to need more than a Tesla because when we were married, I ain't mind you doing it. Because I knew I was getting the benefits of it, too. But Tesla... We got to do more than that. We've had the talk, though, and, and he agrees. He agrees. Yes. I, I can appreciate that. That That's yeah. awesome. Because at the end of the day, as a wife myself and knowing what I do behind the scenes to make sure that our house runs, right. I can imagine what all you were doing while he was trying to pursue his dream and you're pursuing yours as well right alongside him. So it's like you were that stepstone. You were that backbone that, that you know, were, was mm -hmm. able to launch 
the success that he has now to a certain degree. So I, I can definitely, you know, appreciate that. And the fact that you're able to continue pushing and moving forward. And now that you've brought yourself to this moment where you're like, you know mm -hmm. what? It's time for pe people to know who I am as a person, right. as an individual, mm -hmm. as a mom. So my next question is, mm -hmm. how, how hard or easy is it to date with all of that? <laughs> Man, you know, it is, it's not easy. I'll tell you that because, you know, it's for, for one, I am in the, the, the bracket that I'm in, you know, I, I'll just jump up sometimes and, and plan a vacation at, at the, in the whim. And I, it's not a lot of people who can do that. And I'm so blessed to be able to do that. But, and I understand why I'm blessed. Cause like I said, early on, I did a lot, you know, to, to, to put it this way, I sowed a lot. So I'm reaping what I did sow. So thank you, God, for that. Yeah. Um, and what I've noticed, though, with men, sometimes they feel like they have to be this person. And it's like, no, just be who you are. I don't need you to try to be something completely different or lying. You know, I've had men that lie to me about what they got going on or what they're doing <laughs> or try to make themselves bigger than what they are. And it's like, Dude, I can see right through that. Like, and you're lying and you're telling people things like, don't you know that they're going to come back and tell me or, you know, I can investigate. It's really easy nowadays to check into stuff. So oh, yeah. I would have to say that um, right now, though, I am uh, in a place of celibacy and really just I'm on a healing journey. So I'm healing. I'm juicing. Um, I'm getting my mind, body, spirit right. So I'm not even thinking about dating right now. And I truly believe, though, um, one day God will bring the right man that's for me. But I would have to say right now, my date life is my career. And I know that my career is not going to go anywhere as long as I keep putting into it. So that's where I'm at right now. Yes. Wow. No, that's that's great. I mean, you it, it takes those moments where you can just kind of sit back and, and self-reflect, especially when you're fasting and praying and doing all of that. Yeah. That's when you all of that good energy that you're putting out there is going to come back and right. you'll have the perfect situation and everything that you, you know, longed and craved for. You kind of went through that as well. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely I've definitely been through that. But I do mm -hmm. want to talk about just the fact of just being more than the, the individual behind the scenes. I remember when Chris was playing in the NFL, um, at that moment, it was more important to me as his business manager at the time to make sure that he was always looked at as wow. perfect or, you know, everybody looks at Chris and Chris is such a great guy. So it, it, it was like that for so long that, when he did need to have a person to be the bad guy, I was okay with it being me. Mm -hmm. It just got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm tired of being looked at as the bad guy. You right. can do some of this too. <laughs> Everybody looking at Chris like, oh, he's so peaceful. He's so laid back. But they don't realize like I'm taking the brunt of whatever his decisions are and I'm making moves and making it happen. And right. then I let it be all on me. And to me as a, a, a woman, a mom, a whoever, that is difficult. And then when you're trying to break through and you're mm -hmm. trying to get to the point where you say, you know what, I no longer stand for this anymore. We need to shift. That will shift and shake your household, your business right. relationships um, in order to grow, in order to make those changes. So for people that are listening out there right now, you can separate yourself. There will be a rocky road as you're right. changing because 
that person, i.e. Chris, I'm not putting you down, baby. No, that's all good. It's true. He, he yeah. has been accustomed to what I've allowed. I've right. allowed myself to be the bad guy. And, you know, Chris, I got it. I'll handle it. Once I started demanding that there be change, he was looking at me like, well, what's, what's the problem? I mean, right. right. You've been doing this for so long, 14 years. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, but I'm tired. You know, so yeah. you can speak as a man, like on the receiving end of that change, mm -hmm. you know. No, no. So I, I totally agree with Monique. I'm not upset. It, it, it's factual. I mean, it's true. At the end of the day, Monique held it down behind the scenes. People looked at her, you know, like she was the bad guy. I look mm -hmm. great. And now, you know, we went through a transition. It was a lot of friction. I'm like, well, hold up. You used to do this. You used to do that. You know, right. he's like, look, I'm tired. I need to start doing for myself. And then finally I got it. And now I'm Monique's biggest cheerleader right now. I mean, she has all these companies she started, you know, she's yeah. on the TV being successful doing that. And I'm just proud of Monique. So I'm fine with being behind the scenes and supporting Monique. So I'm good with that. Yeah. And he's that's, been that's amazing. That like, yeah, and, and I applaud you for that, Chris, because there's a lot of men and you too, Monique, for having his back. Cause, and now it's time for him to have your back. Yeah. And, you know, and that's teamwork. It's like, mm -hmm. Some men, they don't get that, though. Why is it that a lot of women can cheer their man on and support their man, but then there's a lot of men who feel like, oh, no, I can't show too much support because then she might, you know, go off or do something. It's like, but we supported you when you were at your lowest or whatever, and so we don't know. We could have supported you, and then you go off and do something. But, you know, so I, I think it's great that you are her biggest cheerleader because she needs that, and she needs yeah. that help. She needs that reassurance, you know, especially – being a strong businesswoman and your kids are still super young. So that's, that's commendable. Yeah. Thank I you. appreciate it. That's just like the last, what, probably three weeks. Monique has been getting like maybe three hours, maybe four hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. She's been out working real late. So we have a sitter to come in during the day from 1030 to 430. But after that, I got the babies. I'm making sure right. they're dead. I'm running behind my youngest one, taking them to the bathroom and putting him to bed uh, pretty much every night. And right. I'm cool with doing that because I believe in what Monique is doing, you know, as far mm -hmm. as the business side. I've invested in it in her companies and stuff like that to get her initial startup. So I'm just proud of her. I always knew she was smart and intelligent. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy and proud. I'm telling everybody, I'm sending text yeah. messages out, you know, this is her essential oil line. And like, <laughs> she's doing the damn thing and I'm proud of her. Yeah, I think it gets to a point where the issue we were having is that I needed more than words. I needed actual action. You know, right, right. Chris has never had a problem just saying, I'm so proud of you. Like, this is great what you're doing. But it was basically that action of support where if you know I've been up till 5 a.m., you know, don't ask me to do nothing for the kids. Right. <laughs> I, 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 also, also, too, um, I justified a lot of things by, you know, I had the money. So I was like, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm buying this. You know, we're taking this vacation. You got these purses, these shoes, these bags. I'm investing in your company. So I'm thinking I can just sit back and chill. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, she needed more. And we have a, a marriage counselor that we meet with once a week. Mm -hmm. And those walls have gotten so high up. And I wonder what the hell is going on. Like, I'm not getting what I want. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> all of these different things. And I'm frustrated. I'm like, man, hold up, man. Something got to change. But then once we started meeting with her and talking with her, then I started understanding things a little bit better. And she understood some of my side as yeah. well. And, you know, our relationship is much stronger than it's ever been, especially what we just went through, you know, dealing with, 
you know, some some behind some other stuff. I don't even want to go into details about that. But we just went through some stuff that and it just made us, you know, grow tighter and, and, and right. with each other more. Yeah. No, That's amazing, guys. I, I'm proud of you guys and, and keep doing that. Counseling, that is so dope. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, if you know you need it, like I'm I'm in therapy right now too. Mm-hmm. And I said that I my my next partner, he's gonna have to understand, you know, therapy is gonna have to understand. God is is so many things now that I realize that I didn't do. And so since you guys know that you have to do this therapy and you're doing it to yeah. keep your, your marriage, it's not a bad thing. You know, people be so against therapy and it's like, no, it's yeah. keeping us together. We're there. Sometimes you need that middleman to, you know, break down, like you said, the walls and figure out what's really going on. And yeah. I love that you said also, you know, you felt like, oh, cause I'm the money man. I don't have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. A lot of men feel that way. And it's like, listen, all right. Just because you're the money man does not mean I still have to work like a slave, okay? Because being the money man, when you were playing, you know, she was a big part of that from what I understand Mm -hmm. and still, you know, helping you out, making pieces move behind the scenes so you could just go and play. So, you know, now, now that the roles have reversed and I'm sure it probably took a little while, but you guys got it. Mm-hmm. And just keep pressing forward. Like I'm rooting for you guys to like kill it. Keep killing it. Show that black love. Keep it moving. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Um, if there was like an ultimate message that you wanted to get across to the people that are listening and they're struggling right now with, you know, they want to be more than a mom or more than any title that, that they're given. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the major moment that caused you to realize I want a change and here's how I'm going to do it. Well, girl, I have a few of those moments. (laughs) Um, I mean, but, but as of the most recent one, I would have to say is definitely the breaking through podcast. Mm -hmm. It was, I, I really had that epiphany of, you know, and it was, it was because his special had just came out. And I, for me in, in my life, I was like, I am tired. I worked hard. I've put in so much work and I'm not getting the recognition that I deserve. I'm not getting the job opportunities that I deserve. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to have to create something so people can see me in a different light because I can do a million and one interviews, but they chop it up the way they want to. Or, you know, no matter how much acting I do, you know, um, I haven't had a blockbuster film, but I, you know, they call me the indie queen because I've done a lot of independent films, which I'm okay with that because I'm getting my chops up. So I would have to say though, when you're when you're feeling it, you know, and it's it's in your gut, like, and you'll you'll get a sign from God, or if you call it the universe or the Creator, however you view it, you're gonna get that sign, and it's like you just have to go, you just have to do it, and do the work. Like nothing just happens. It's it's a lot of work to get to where you want to go. You know, I'm like you. I I don't get a lot of sleep. Or I'm up at 4 a.m., you know, um, and I, I go to bed a little earlier now, but I'm up. I'm doing what I have to do. I, I carve out time now to get my run in, to get some of my workouts in. No excuses. I don't care when people's like, you know, I don't have time for that. I'm like, yeah, you do. You got time for what you want to make time for. So there yeah. is no excuses. If you really want something, you're going to do it and you're going to go after it. Mm. So I would just have to say just you, you got to go for it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yes, I love that. I love that. You yeah. have any um, closing tips, Allie? I mean, honestly, I've just, everything you just said is incredibly motivating and inspiring. And 
all the the work you do, whether it be um, write your podcast and movies, your philanthropic work, your being an incredible mom um, and co-parenting. I'm just appreciative of all the information you shared with us today. It was really, really great. This was awesome. And I love the fact that you're you're basically you're being deliberate about making time for yourself as a woman, not right. as a mom, but as a woman. Mm -hmm. um, everything that you're doing is not limited to your children. And right. what I think about it is that this will inspire people to understand that it's okay to be passionate about other things outside of your family. Then just you're being right. a mom. And that's that's another thing. I'm glad you said that because. You know, and, and I'll say this much, when, when my kids were younger, I wasn't doing as much stuff. I, I was more of a stay-at-home mom, and you know, but I was always training. I was always doing, like, even if it was, like, two hours a day, I still was doing stuff towards the future. And another thing to let, you know, moms know, like, it doesn't have to happen in your 20s. It doesn't have to happen in your 30s, your 40s. It can happen in your 50s and your 60s. It can happen in your 70s. I just was looking at social media, looking at this lady who's um, 85 years old and her body is banging. I mean, she her body looked better than some 20-year-olds. And I just was like, you go, girl. I forget. She was Robert Ector's mom, the, the photographer. I forget her name, but her last name is Ector. And just looking at her, I was so inspired because I hear people like, oh, I'm too old to work out. I, I'm like, this lady, 80 something years old and her body. No, you ain't too old to work out. You're not too old to get it together. And don't have this pressure of this ageism. You know how they try to put this ageism on us. And it's like, no, but we we did take 20 something years of raising the kids and now it's it's mommy time and some of us feel like i can't do it because of the age no go for it don't make excuses go for it whatever you want at any age that's another thing just just go for it mm -hmm. yes i love it do you have a confession for us <laughs> share <laughs> before we close out you, you know what okay I do have a confession and this is spicy, but this, this goes to show you when I first moved to LA, um, I was a phone sex operator. <laughs> 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 and, um, and I just went, you know, and it was a great, it was fun. I mean, I've always worked in telecom. Like those were my jobs. Like but before I moved to LA, I worked for Bell Atlantic. It was Bell, it's Verizon now, but back in the day it was Bell Atlantic. Um, I worked for Adelphia phone. I was always in customer service. So every time I would call people, I would put on different voices, go into different characters. So when I got to LA and LA girl rent was expensive back then. Okay. And I still had to be out and about not have to, you know, I couldn't sit at a nine to five all day, you know? So I saw this ad and I was like, Oh, okay. I can do this in the comfort of my home and make money. And yeah. So I, I was a phone sex operator. That is hilarious. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I remember back in the day, remember girl six, Yes, that was me. I used to be like, look, <laughs> if all else fails, I'm pretty sure I can do this job when I get older. <laughs> Girl, I'm, I'm trying to, and it's fun. It's because the longer you keep the person on the phone, and it makes you more free, too. It's like, and they don't know, like, they, they would request certain people. I'm in a robe, okay, hair all over the place, ain't brushed my teeth, thrust in my eye, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, daddy. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yes, I got it. You know? she can just call my cell phone and talk to me like that anytime she wants. 
Hey, let me let me ask you this on this topic. Now, this really perked me up. I like this conversation. I wish we had like fifty more minutes, but so would it would it be women calling in as well, talking to you? You know, I had a few I women callers. I, I did have a few women callers. Um, listen, it's okay. They don't know. You know, like I said, they they you know they're not seeing. This is before everything became visual. So no. I don't mind. You know, I'm just thinking. I got to get to my money. Okay, I got to. We got to pay rent. We got to eat. So I'm just thinking of survival at the time, which, you know, and I didn't see, I didn't feel convicted. God didn't convict me for doing that. You know, it's not like I, he didn't. That was therapy. That was the therapy stuff you were talking about, right? Yeah, he didn't convict me at all. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm good. You know, it's not like I'm actually going out there doing it. So I guess I'm good. Yeah. Oh my God. He convicted me on a few things and I'm like, okay, that ain't it. No. <laughs> this will go down as the best <laughs> confession in three seasons of podcasting ever. Like, and I guarantee you, there's a bunch of other people out there right now. Like, oh my God, I used to do the same thing. And right. Like, I mean, listen, those 900 numbers were around for a reason. Okay. Yes. They were there for a reason. Just like I say, porn is a billion dollar injury. Somebody's watching, somebody's calling. Yep. Uh, and truth be told, there's a lot of people out there right now doing it for free. They right. write all yeah. sexting and texting and doing all of that and ain't getting paid for it. <laughs> Not a dime. Oh my God, that was that was a great confession. Listen, I hope that y'all gathered up y'all's notes while y'all listen to this episode. Tori, thank you so much. This was incredible. This was, thank I you. really think that with this new year, this is gonna refresh a lot of people to really get out and do everything that you want to do accomplish right. your goals your dreams whatever vision you have start writing it down now and right make a plan and achieve it and and right. be be very deliberate in your approach and don't let anybody knock you off your horse just keep pushing i i love this conversation tori tell everybody where we can find you on social media and your website Yes, so you can find me on social media. It's Tori Hart. It's T-O-R-R-E-I-H-A-R-T. The website, www.toriheart.com. And everything pretty much Tori Hart. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, y'all. I love this episode. I cannot wait to, yeah, we're going to be <laughs> applying a lot of these tips. This was amazing. So make sure y'all tune in next week. Make sure you visit us on notforlazymoms.com. Mm -hmm. Tori, follow her, support her, embrace her. And I thank y'all all until we see you the next time. Take care. Bye.